Thunderbolt Strange. Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. This is Brian Hankins, and I have my co-host Kevin. Hey, man. And Molly. Hey, what's up? And today we are talking about the Thunderbolt Intramural Open. You ready, Brian? I am. Now, I, I, can you remind us what the Open is? Because I think part of why we're doing this is to... I know what it is, clearly, because I've been in this world forever. Um, but I know what the Open is, but I don't really know what the Intramural is. Yeah. Well, so first, let's talk about the Open for people that are new to CrossFit, or even people at our gym that have been here for a while may not really be aware of what it is. Um, so we have five weeks, and this year, the five weeks start on February 21st on a Thursday night. Um, there is a workout that's released to everybody in the CrossFit community. Nobody knows what it is except, I guess, Dave Castro himself, maybe Greg Glassman. Nobody else knows what that workout is. It's released that night. And then across the globe, CrossFitters are going to be doing that workout from Thursday night at 7 p.m. until Monday night at 7 p.m., in our time zone anyway, um, and uh, partaking of that community doing it together, and then also some people are going to be interested in seeing where they stack up in rankings based on their score. And what makes these workouts different is that you'll have a judge. <laughs> All of the movement standards have to be exact, and then the affiliate owners sign off to say that you actually did that work, and that's a pretty big deal for you as the affiliate yeah. owner to sign off on people saying, yes, they did that. Yeah, and that's very important, the holding, holding the standard on the workouts for people who submit a score. Right. Now, not everybody is going to submit a score, um, but if somebody from our gym submits a score, um, I've talked to our judges. We are holding them to a standard that the squat's below parallel, that with the pull-up, the chin is above the bar, um, certain standards of movement. So you know when you look at your ranking, you're looking at other people who have also been held to a standard. Right, so it gives you a little more of like a, you can compare across the country to see how you're doing and know... You know, they were judged, you were judged. And so if you have a buddy across the country that does CrossFit, you can kind of see how you're doing compared to them. Yeah, my brother and I will always check in and be like, hey, how'd you do on this workout? And he's a pretty exceptionally good athlete. He's so a fit dude. He's a fit dude. Um, so, of course, his uh, his rankings are way above mine. But it's kind of fun to swap stories. How'd you feel about this one? You know, my legs hurt. Well, he's burned. also got youth on his side, right? What is he's he got like? youth on his side. 15 years younger than you or something? So that's another interesting thing about the Open is you can compare yourself to other people in your age bracket. Um, so we have, there's a teen's age bracket. There's an age bracket that goes up to 34. Um, you youngsters, that's your age bracket, right? Yep. Oh, boy. Then um, I think Masters now starts at 35. 35 to 39 is the first Masters. And um, every Masters group is four years or so going up. So... Um, you can, like I can compare myself to my brother. We compare outright scores, but I can also forget about him and just compare to other people that are my age. It's also cool to see where you, over the five, where kind of where you rank on each one, and then you'll have one that's that kind of points out your weaknesses. And you know going into it, which yeah. is why over the years as I've grown in my uh, mentality about this sport, um, you know your weaknesses, so there's no point in you know, getting to that workout and getting all upset about it. You know, like, for example, I'm a short athlete. Wall balls are not my strong suit. If there's wall balls, I know that's not going to be 
a top score for me. You are not a tall person. I am not a yes, tall person. We can verify that. I think it's cool, too, that since everything on the internet is forever, when we're 80 years old and we can show our grandkids and be like, hey, look at this workout. Look okay. what I did. Yeah. So when was your first open that you signed up for? Um, 2016. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Okay. We'll, we'll verify that on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Brian? I knew you were going to ask me that, so I was trying to think in the back of my head. I, Did you sign up for 2013? Do you remember? I don't know. I think I started CrossFit in like 2012. Right. January 2012, so I'm not sure... If I did the open that year. So sure, you did the workouts, but you might yeah, have not officially. Maybe 2013. Okay. Those my, years. my first year was 2014. And um, I remember I had been doing CrossFit about two months. And uh, my coach, Andrew Hiller, hey Hiller, um, was like, oh, you have to sign up for the open. It's so great. You got to sign up. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in. This is new and different. And um, the first workout was announced, which was double unders and snatches. And I didn't know how to do double unders yet. Um, and so my first attitude was a little bit of defeat. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do double unders. Um, and at that time, I was going to the Arnold Fitness Expo. If anybody's been there, it's in Columbus, Ohio. So I went to the Arnold Expo, and um, I saw a bunch of athletes doing that workout, 14.1. And um, I saw an adaptive athlete a gentleman who had one leg doing the double unders. He was doing that workout. And I sat there and I said to myself, why are you even upset about this? Why are you even afraid to try? Like, if this gentleman is out here doing his best, and obviously he's not going to win anything, but he's doing the workout. Um, and so when I flew home on Sunday, I played around with my jump rope at home, and um, I got a couple double unders in the workout the next day. I did it on Monday. So uh, that was my first open workout. Do you remember your first open workout? Um, 16.1. I don't. I don't yeah. really. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> my first one. I have to look either. it up. I, don't <laughs> know. I guess it's not that you I always. Remember, I remember it hurt. It's not like you always remember your first open, yeah. clearly. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2016 was the year that the dumbbells were introduced, right? I thought that, that was, was 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With the back destroyer. Yeah. Remember that one? Dumbbell snatches and burpee box jumps. Oh bars, yeah! And everybody just got wrecked. Yeah, I, I remember that <laughs> one. Here's looking at you, Brian. I only lost two years of my life to that. One. Wait, was that the one? <laughs> that, that was the it? one. Man, I could I understand yeah. that. <laughs> That's funny. So we've kind of talked about the open and how it is for people that officially sign up. Um, there's an RX version, which is going to be heavier weights and higher skill, and then there's a scaled version. Uh, which is um, lighter weights and lower skill. For example, instead of pull-ups, it might be jumping pull-ups. Um, and then <clears throat> we have people in the gym that aren't going to even sign up. So what does the open mean for them? The intramural open. Yeah. But, so, but hang on, before we switch yeah. to that, what is your uh, rule or opinion to people if they're asked, thinking, like, should I sign up or not? What's the, how that's do a, they decide? That's a great question. Um, I think, one, it depends on mentality. So somebody who's has high expectations of always being able to submit a score, but maybe they have some difficulties with maybe getting below parallel on a squat or um, maybe they're not used to moving weights, that athlete might want to think about not signing up because um, it's all about expectations. If here in the gym I can tell you, you know, I want you to squat as deep as you can and maybe it's not quite below parallel, that's fine, but we can't submit a score for that. So um, 
that's one reason I would say not to sign up. If you're someone who is going to be disappointed if you have to put a zero in. You're right on about setting your expectation. And that's what I've been telling yeah. people too. Like if you're kind of borderline, like, Hey, there might be a week that comes up that you can't submit a score and that's not a big deal. doesn't, change who you are or affect your life so setting the expectation is important yeah. in that case i would say sign up if somebody has reasonable expectations yeah. and it's not gonna like you know make their week have a bad week or something like that um it's like life man yeah. reasonable yeah. expectations reasonable yeah. expectations there's a lot about setting the correct expectation yeah. so if people are interested in signing up how do they do it what does it cost um games.crossfit.com is the website that they would sign up on it's twenty dollars and um, that just sort of gets you where you can submit your scores. Uh, when you do submit your scores, then I see it on my end and I double check with our judging sheets that that is the correct score that you put it in right. And um, on many occasions, I've had to ask people to change their score because they accidentally put it in wrong. Sometimes it can get a little confusing about yeah. how to put the score in. Um, and one thing yeah. that's kind of cool about the it sounds intimidating being judged, but one thing that's kind of cool is you can just do the workout and not worry about counting. Mm -hmm. Not yes, that I like yes. stress that much about counting, but it's just, it's nice just to focus on the workout and you know someone's counting for you and we'll say, all right, you can go on to the next one. And um, just there's move. something kind of cool about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when someone's looking at your rower monitor, you just, you find that extra yeah. 10%. Well, I wait, I stay slow until the coach comes around and then I like, speed it up. Yeah, yeah. And then they're, <laughs> and then they think like I'm doing a lot. I do that on the bike and the rower, all that stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah I thought you were a super good rower. Yeah, no, no, that's only when they're right nearby. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I save the energy for when the coach comes by. Yeah. Smart, right? Yeah. So on to um, the open here in our gym. And the open here in our gym is for everybody. It doesn't matter if you sign up and submit a score or don't sign up. It doesn't matter if uh, you have an injury which might prevent you from doing certain movements and uh, we can't submit a score for you, we can give you a different workout. This is for everybody in our gym, the, the intramural open. Um, and where did this come from? Wasn't this part of the, the Two Brain system? Two Brain group? Business came up with this years ago and um, it's, a, it's just such a fun way for everybody in the gym to get involved. And I yeah. think this is where, I mean, the open is a time of community anyway, but this is such a good way to just bring everybody in. And it kind of takes an, an individual event and sort of makes it more of a team event. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Gets people kind of yeah. mixed up in different groupings. And um, Two Brain Business has a way that they recommend doing it, and, which is awesome, and it's where we got the idea. But we kind of took a little tweak on that this year we changed it just a little bit so um each week we're going to have different themes um and we're going to have different teams each week so the first week the theme is going to be men versus women um so all of the people in our gym are going to be part of a grouping men or women and you can get points for doing the workout you can get points for things like team spirit um so I'm going to win all of those Team, team Spirit, spirit yeah. So basically the way it works is everybody will show up on that Thursday night. They'll watch the video from CrossFit of, of that announces what the workout is. And then from there, what happens? We'll pick a, a man and a woman to compete? Or how does it work? So every Thursday night here at Thunderbolt, we have something called the Thunderbolt Thursday Throwdown. So we all gather around, we watch the workout announcement at 7 p.m., and then we have certain people that have 
agreed beforehand that they are going to do the workout that night. Yeah, that sounds a little better. It sounds scary the way I say it. We're like, we're going to pick a man and a woman. They yeah. must compete. We're picking you out of the crowd <laughs> and nobody shows up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, those people are in the process of being asked and agreeing or not agreeing to doing it. Um, still a secret. Who Some of them have been chosen, but... Um, that you, you'll they find out soon. The, 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 they've agreed to do whatever the announced workout is, yeah. but they won't know ahead of time. They'll have no idea. Um, so the first week will be men versus women. And it, the intramural open is not just about the score on the workout. So that's awesome. We have, we have actually some really good athletes at this gym. Um, and, you know, they're, they are going to do their best and try to get their highest score and hopefully score really well in their age category. Um, but the intramural open isn't just about that. Um, obviously, there's going to be points for the top scores, but this is just about getting everybody involved, whether they can submit a score or not. Right. So on the Thursday night, the people that agreed ahead of time will will do the workout, and then then basically at the gym for the next four or five days, everyone will be like working through doing that workout themselves. Well, I'm glad you asked that. So not necessarily for the next four or five days. Okay. Friday all day. That is our workout. That okay. is the workout of the day. Um, 19.1 will be the workout of the day all day Friday. Um, we will have judges here. We'll get everybody's uh, you know, official score. If somebody can't do it on Friday for some reason, then it's going to be their responsibility to find a judge to judge them Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. And who are the judges? Um, still to be determined, I can tell you for sure that... Um, we usually get about 20 people on the judges' We, we do have a bunch oh, of people. Okay. Uh, yeah. Matt Klingbeal has taken it, Laura yeah. Mindell, Christine Stanky, um, and there are more. Those are just the ones that I, all of our coaches will have it. I have to have it um, as the affiliate manager. You can't officially have the affiliate signed up for the Open if you haven't taken the judges' course. Uh, but, yeah, generally we have about 20. Yeah, we have a lot. So you just you want to find, uh, if you can't do it on Friday, which I highly recommend doing it on Friday because the energy's high, Everybody's excited. Um, it's a good time to do it. But if you can't do it on Friday, you're responsible for getting your own judge to come in with you. And when do you have to do it by to submit your score? I believe it's Monday at 7 p.m. Your score has to be in. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think sometimes they've had some issues with a lot of people trying to submit their score at the last minute. I remember at least one year that was an issue. So I'd say don't wait till the last minute. And what's your take on, let's say you do it once and you're like, oh, I didn't like that score. I feel like I could do better like doing it multiple times. Don't. What's your <laughs> don't. <laughs> Just Un don't. Unless you're... Now, in the past, the Open helped you get to regionals. So unless you're a regionals... Were a regionals athlete, or unless you're an athlete who's hoping to go to the games. Yeah, so me and Michelle can redo. Uh, yes, yes, you and sure. Michelle, yes. Kevin, yeah. <laughs> um, the other reason I would say is a reason to consider redoing is if there's an obvious thing that you just messed up on and you could have done better. Um, like there's some of the workouts where... Like you just have a bad double under day. You have a bad like double that. under day, yeah. right. Um, some workouts I would say everybody should think about never redoing would be ones with like lots of heavy deadlifts or something mm. like that. Just not worth the risk. Or yeah. any of the long ones that really grind you down. It's like if it's a seven-minute skill-based workout, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, you're also taking up... I mean, you better be friends with your judge if you're going to do that. <laughs> well, you're yeah. taking every judge's time, and then you're also cutting into just your progress and training in yeah, general. Yeah, you're not going to improve your fitness by redoing a workout three times. Yeah. In fact, you will stall your fitness because anything that you could be growing on, working on to become a better athlete gets paused so that you can redo this workout three times. Mm -hmm. So 
again, I think once in a blue moon, it's appropriate. Most of the time, just one and done. Right. Take the score, run yeah, with it. We, if you're not, if the open interrupts your training, that's a whole month out of the year that you are not improving. Yeah. And yeah. if you do the open every year, I mean, how many months of training are you missing out on because of that? Because yeah. you want a better score on something that doesn't really matter. It doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, hopefully people are doing it for fun. It's it's kind of like a competition where it's like you have that that time, you get to feel the intensity, the, the countdown of the clock. and Right, and it kind of gives you a goal and something to shoot for. And it, it's a little more real, I guess, than just, oh, I'm kind of training you know, in your normal workout. Yeah. And I get, I get with some of them the side of it to where it's like you, you enjoy the aspect of strategy and it's like, oh, well, maybe if I like change this up a bit, maybe I can get a little bit more out of myself. Like if you're enjoying that, then, you know, by all means, don't, don't let us stop you. But if you're putting pressure on yourself, like, oh, my score's not good enough and I think I can get two or three more reps and yeah. you're going to feel upset if you don't reach that. It just kind of seems like a waste of doing time. Doing it wrong at that yeah. point. Yeah, two or three reps is not... Yeah, if We also have a lot of horror stories of really good athletes that redo it and get like five less reps. So it's like you okay. do all that pain again yep. and, you know... Yeah, I mean, again... Because you don't have a... I mean, you're not, you don't have a ton of recovery... Between, I mean, I guess you could do like a Friday and Monday thing, but I think what a lot of the top athletes have done in the past is sort of minimally test a workout, yeah. not go all the way through it, but kind of test parts of it and kind of see how it is, yeah. Um, so that they're they have a good strategy and then do it, you know, say on a Sunday or something like that. Um, and for people that really take their score seriously and that can find a judge to come in and judge them when they want to, that's totally fine. Um, for the rest of us who are just kind of doing this for fun, and I consider myself in that category, I'm just doing it one and done. Remember yeah. that guy that we know that did it like five or six times? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, and in fact, I know quite a few people, and it was all people that were trying to either aspiring to regionals or going right. to regionals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then there's a question of you, you have to be ready to do the workout the next week. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's some minuses there. So the first week is men versus women. Correct. What is week two? Week two is going to be newbies versus OGs. So what we're defining that is, is people that have done CrossFit for less than two years, people that have done CrossFit for more than two years. And um, again, it's not just about the score. That will go into the points. But it's also going to be about, you know, uh, say check-ins on Facebook or bringing friends. There would be other th ways to get points yeah. other than just the So help me understand the this. Like the night of the throwdown, there'll be a newbie and an yes. OG that have volunteered. Yes. And then oh, so the throwdowns are also based yes. on... Ooh, yes, yes. So that's, that's interesting. And then over those four days, or main, mainly on the Friday, newbies and OGs will do the workout, and then they're earning points for their team exactly. during that time. Okay, and then the teams kind of reset the next week because it's yes. different groupings. Yes, different groupings. So there will be like team winners each week? Is yes. that how it's going to so work? So the trophy, our, our winner's trophy is going to rotate. So like let's say when the women win the first week, you know, the women are going to have that trophy, and they're going to be like, woo! <laughs> Wait, but here's the other thing too, to just to clarify. <laughs> I mean... What happens if there's more in one group? Then? Exactly. Yes. There's like a lot more women. Great question. Men, right? We're going to do things percentage based in okay. that case. Yeah. So our gym is about as close as I can figure. It's about 65, 35 or 60, 40 women to men. So um, the points will be based off that percentage. Okay. Um, or, you know, as far as scores go, it'll be the 
you know, the top right. three in each really category. The interesting thing about that is there are there some CrossFit workouts that favor men or favor women? I've never really thought about it, but it's... It's a great question. Sure, yeah. Like, wouldn't you think, like, would a, would a DT favor men? And, like, I don't know. I mean, if the weight was scaling, like a strong, it right? I, mean, I guess the scaling balances it out. Although I don't know. I've never thought about it. That but 70 per- is it 70% typically? That seems kind of like an arbitrary number, I guess. It is an arbitrary m- number. I think... You know, over time, we found that it's pretty it seems pretty to work accurate. Out, yeah. um, I will say, some of the studies I've seen say that uh, this this goes to ultra running, which we talked about last week. Yeah, I've heard the this. longer you make the distance, the more likely it is that women will right. outright win the event against men. Well, that happens with like uh, like marathons. Is it men will tend to do better, but when it gets to the ultra level, yeah. then women start to win more. You start to see yeah. women winning more. And we've had, for for example, Sam Briggs at the game who the came in. Trail she, run. Yeah, yeah. The trail run and then um, Murph where she beat all but one man, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I could have that wrong. But um, I think some of the endurance events make it more equal between yeah. men and women. Um, and the scaling obviously bounces that too. Yeah. Okay, so we have week one, men versus women. Week two, newbies versus OGs, and what's for week three? Week three, we have three different age categories. Um, We have youngins, which is everyone in the gym up to age 34. Um, And then we have an age category, I'm calling them the prime timers, 35 to 39, (laughs) which is for its size a rather large grouping of people here at our gym. And then last category, oldies but goodies, which is all of us, 40. 40 plusers. So these three age categories are going to be versus each other. And the throwdown will have representatives from each age group. Um, and then we'll see which ones come out in full force with team spirit and getting all the other points as well. Nice. The 35 to 39 is pretty strong. It is a, it is a strong group. And uh, we have s- some of our strongest athletes in that category. Um, although I hear Youngins has a pretty strong athlete. Christine, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> yeah, youngin. But uh, the oldies, we have experience. I mean, we, we have do. the wisdom. You know, the body's maybe a little more broken down, but we've got the we this. You know, we can strategize. We know what works, what doesn't work, how to pace well, ourselves. We're get... Play the cerebral game. <laughs> right, the it's like, cerebral yeah, game. We can play the chess game. But right, regardless... wasn't that what gave Froning the edge? He could always wait to last minute and then push pacing. It. Yeah, pacing. We'll see. I always love that when he would when he would sort of like let people get ahead and he's sitting yeah. back there strategizing and then yeah. he passes them up. I remember like I used to always try and do that, be like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them go ahead and I'm that gonna doesn't catch work them. in the real world. And then yeah. I would just be like, Oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> it does work sometimes. And I think an example of that is like for me, a workout that has, say, the rower in it, I know I'm gonna come last off the rower. That's just the way it's gonna be. And if yeah. I were to try to come off even, you know, say ten seconds faster than what I know my good pace is it's not going to work out well for me. But if I go my pace that I know I can do, then I can yeah. get off and catch up. When you're on well, a rower, it looks like you're driving a Buick. <laughs> it's just like, you're just not a big person. No. <laughs> well, here, here's a good example of an oldie versus the youngins yeah. from a previous throwdown. Yes. So it was me and Will and Chris, right? That was a good night. That was a good that night, was, and yeah. It was, uh, they're all youngins compared to you, They're youngins compared right? to me, and it was toes to bar, Double, double unders and cleans. Yes. And I knew I had good double unders. Now they were fairly new, so they were still getting their double unders. That's to be fair. But my, my I knew my toast bar were kind of crappy, so I could go slowish on them. And they came off the toast bar super fast, 
and winning the double unders. And I was the last to get to the double unders, but I was still able to win just by kind of going slow enough on the first one, saving the energy, flying through the double unders, and then getting that one clean yeah. or two cleans, whatever it was. You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. You kind of get to know your strengths and weaknesses the more you do it. And like I always joke with uh, John McMillan in the morning because he's a, he's a classic. Like He's like, I went out too hard. And I'm like, that's every morning you tell me that, you know? <laughs> That that workout was a classic. If you if you're throwing down and you say give me anything except for this movement, you will get that movement. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. So week three. The three different age, age groups. groups. What's week four? Week four is people that work out in the morning versus people that work out at night. So we we have some friendly competition. You know the we yeah. got our tried and true five fifteen amers. We've got the new six fifteen am class nine fifteen ten fifteen. Um, and for the sake of it, we're throwing the noon. Anybody who does workouts at noon, open gym in with the morning. Um, and then evening, 4, 5, 6, and 7 p.m. So those are the two categories. PM. It is funny how PM. people tend to be very pretty committed to one or the other. You don't have a lot of people that bounce around and do both. There are right? a few are that bounce around that were like, I don't know which one to choose. I'm like, well, you got to pick. It's one numbers, or the other. What are the numbers on that one? Is there a lot more AM than PM? Um, so far, there's more AM than PM. Uh from the survey, but uh, I think that we have a lot of people yet to fill it out. So I'm not sure. Hopefully it balances out pretty evenly because that's four classes in the morning and four classes in the evening. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so the last week will be Murph versus DT, which is basically, do you prefer an endurance style workout or do you prefer a heavy barbell? Right. Which is right now about 50-50. Wow. We're about yeah. 60 responses in, and it's pretty split me. evenly. You ask people, and you kind of get all kinds of different answers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people are choosing which one they prefer more, and those two groupings will You strike me as going. more of a DT person. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate DT, but Murph would be my preference. Always. Yeah. Always. Give me the long workout. I'll take the two-hour workout over the three-minute workout Here, any day. Here's a little tidbit for you. When I... Dropped into Thunderbolt for the first time. DT was the workout. That really? I yeah. Okay, hold on to that thought because we are going to talk about drop-ins. Ooh, dropping in. Perfect segue. When we when we finish here. Yeah. I just want to wrap up the intramural. So we have five different weeks. We have different themes each week, different groupings. Um, the intramural open is for everyone. Um, doesn't matter if you're signing up or not. Doesn't matter if you. You know, is there a, how do I is there a cost? How do people get involved in the intramural? Intramural open is no cost. It's just you're here, you're doing the workouts. Um, I do need everybody to fill out a quick survey though. So we'll put the link to the survey underneath the podcast. Everybody that goes to this gym um, that potentially wants to be involved, <clears throat> just fill out the 15 second survey very fast, and that helps us put the groupings together because we don't want people to, you know change their mind at the last second once they hear what the workout is kind of a thing. Mm. Like, um, switch to a different group. Yeah. You got to pick beforehand. So. I'm a woman for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah. So we want the groupings decided ahead of time. And um, the, the whole purpose of the open here is to have fun, to test our fitness, to work out with our friends um, and, you know, have a good time. Is there something happening on Friday nights too, or is it just a Thursday night throwdown? So there's Thursday night throwdown, and then we call it Friday night lights. Um, just a bunch of people doing the workout. Yeah, just and people from the morning tend to come back at night just to cheer people on, and it's there's a lot of people here on Friday nights, so yep. okay, it's a fun time. 
So that's the that's the Thunderbolt open. Sounds like fun. Sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It'd be crazy to not do it. Yeah. yeah. Sign up. Where's that survey? <laughs> <laughs> it really is awesome. I, yeah. I love the open. Just like when you walk in the gym and there's like 50 or 60 people in here, it's the best. Yeah. Well, here's a cool uh, open stat too. The first time Shane ever visited the gym was, was during, during the, the open. open. Yeah. Kevin was doing the workout. Yeah. It's doing the throwdown. <laughs> he saw, Kev- he saw Kevin suffering and he's like, I want to suffer like that. Yeah. <laughs> That was maybe the inspiration for Shane's pain cave workout. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, he's, I mean, we talked about some people like the skill acquisition. Some people like to get beaten up by CrossFit. I th- think that's true, yeah. He likes to just get beaten up. So I think he saw me get destroyed that day and be like, I want to be that <laughs> messed up. How close was that one between you and Andrea? Oh, man, it, was, it wasn't that far. She was like five minutes ahead. Of <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that far. And she was like cheering for me. I was like, go away. <laughs> Well, and actually, you you bring up a good point because people have different personalities when it comes to workouts. Um, We've talked about before, when you're the last one finishing a workout, some people love it to have everybody come around them and cheer for them, and some people hate it. Yeah, I feel like it depends what it is. It depends what it is, and it depends on the person. If it's just like cranking out like a million burpees, you're sort of like, uh, just let me suffer through this. Yeah, everybody turn around. (laughs) Yeah, everybody turn around. Leave me alone. (laughs) Just let me die over here. Yeah, but if you're trying to like hit like a heavy snatch or something, that's different. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot cooler. And for people who really, uh, where the score is important, that can be really important for them. Yeah, possibly to have that kind of energy cheering for them. Oh yeah. Um, but if you're a person who doesn't enjoy that, it's really important just to like let your judge know that or let, um. Somebody know because people will respect that. They'll they'll give you your space if that's yeah. what you prefer. Um, yeah, so that's the open. Let's go you, on to drop-ins. Yeah, you wanted to talk about drop-ins. I do. So so I told you my drop-in. That was my drop-in here. The first. I mean, I guess it must have been a good workout because we stayed, right? So. Yeah, that was <laughs> back in the day. We got some super cool drop-ins the other day. We did. We had some really cool drop-ins that came in from CrossFit Resurgence, which is a great gym, kind of on the other side of a. Uh, Over there in Naperville, other side of the train tracks. It's the other Um, side. (laughs) It was Polar Vortex Day, and we were one of the only um, CrossFit gyms that were open that day. And uh, we had my friend Britta and her two friends, Kayla and Michaela, came in and dropped in. Nice. They threw down with us that day. It was super fun. Yeah. Uh, We did a 2011 open workout. Which one was that? It was uh, deadlifts, push-ups, box jumps. That one kind of sucks. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good workout for me. But to be fair, I was trying very hard to keep up with Britta, Kayla, and Michaela. They were steamboating back there. We've got some fit people over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the fun part of dropping in. You get to experience how another gym does it. You get to work out with new people. Um, and uh, for me as a coach, I love to go drop in because it's not my gym. I don't have to take care of anybody. I get to be coached. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Gives you a different perspective and every gym has its own spin on how they do things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool cuz it, it's like a it's so new but at the same time very familiar because yeah. I mean CrossFit's the same. The wall ball weighs the same wherever you go. Right. Yeah. But then yeah, different people, different styles of running things. And sometimes you go and you're like, "Wow, CrossFit's the same everywhere. This is like my home box." And sometimes you're like, "Wow, this is way different. I'm really thankful for how they do things <laughs> yeah. back in my gym. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen both sides of the coin. You were saying you dropped in somewhere in uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. They were pretty new up there. Um, but it, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I walked in, they had Wattify and everything. is. It felt like home immediately. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it, cool. it is funny, like, if you take where you end up on the whiteboard seriously, as it can really vary based on the 
gym you drop into like you know you can be at the top or the bottom and it's just it just all shows it's like a it's, there's always someone better and yeah. always someone worse and don't take it too seriously totally um one of my first drop-ins was down in uh southern illinois um right when i first started crossfit we dropped in at crossfit so ill um and i believe that they're not in business I think they anymore. closed they yeah. closed but um it was a christmas like 12 days of christmas type workout and um I loved it because I, I was so new to CrossFit at that time. I didn't really realize that like that community is all over the world um, and they were very welcoming. So. Yeah, it's cool being in, in front of a or being with a new group of people and you already know that you have common interests. Yeah. You know, yeah. CrossFitters are kind of a, a certain breed of person, I would say. We are a little crazy. A little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. Well, that was our little uh, shout out to, to the drop-ins. And uh, I will say if you go on vacation... Um, or you're traveling or something like that, people shouldn't be afraid to drop in. It's a great experience. Um, you typically, at different gyms, the coaches will have like kind of di little different take on things and mm -hmm. something may really click with you. You may get a new skill. You may, you may come away being very thankful for your home gym. But overall, I'd say if you're on a trip, if you're traveling, drop in somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was our... Uh, so our podcast this week covered drop a lot in, of things. Do drop-ins, do the open, call your grandma. That's the takeaways. <laughs> yeah, it's life advice. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been another episode of the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. Until next time, stay strong. Stay strong. We have one week. You ready? Well, it starts next week. Uh, oh, you're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, already? <laughs>